if they have any interest in doing something outside of nursing, whether that's real estate investing, starting your own company, just start it. Just do it. And nursing is probably the greatest career to have alongside of that because you have the flexible hours and you have a good income where you can pick up extra shifts if you need a little extra money to funnel in there or if you need to scale back because you need more time on your side gig. Just do it though. Don't be scared. Or you can be scared, but that's fine. But you'll figure it out. And just start now. You don't have to have anything figured out. Welcome to the Investing RN Podcast, your number one resource for nurses and healthcare professionals who want to take control of their financial well-being and build a life of abundance and freedom. Hosted by Josh Condado and Colin Davis. Each week, we bring you insightful interviews with successful nurses, entrepreneurs, and experts in the field. Together, we'll explore the world of investing, uncover strategies to overcome challenges, and inspire you to create a thriving portfolio. Whether you're a new nurse just starting out or a seasoned veteran, Investing RN is here to equip you with the knowledge, tools, and inspiration you need to invest your time, money, and relationships wisely. We back. We back. <laughs> so today, we are going to be talking to a buddy of mine from a hospital I worked at in Los Angeles. I might say the uh, the location of that hospital. I don't know. So I'm just going to keep it, keep it quiet for now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's any point in that. But uh, yeah, I worked with him and uh, he was a new grad starting out and I left a few years ago and it looks like shortly after I left, he kind of branched out, started doing uh, superfoods business and then got into a shoe company. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you think, Josh? Doing a lot of cool stuff and he runs like a hundred miles at a time. We'll get into that also. So if you've ever considered running a hundred miles, like most of us have, um, so listen to this and see what type of uh, motivational stuff he'll he'll tell you about it uh, but actually he's doing something special for us based on the whole running and the uh, shoe company that he's that he's built uh colin why don't you get into that yeah so i don't know uh, i don't necessarily think these are running shoes uh they're more like nursing oh. work shoes oh. and like <laughs> slip resistant i knew that actually i just waterproof so like yeah unless you're running on wet stones i think these would be more like work related <laughs> but uh He's given us a code. It's invest15. So we'll link that in the uh, show notes at the end if you want to hop on from, uh, from I don't know how it works, but just use the code invest15. Where Unis is their brand. We'll link it all in here so you guys can get on there and get a nice discount on these awesome shoes. And these are shoes that are, that are made specifically for healthcare uh, professionals because we get so many bodily fluids uh, spilt, sp- spilt onto our feet. Spilled. So they're, yeah, they... The premise of this company he started because he couldn't find any shoes that were comfortable and safe. So these, and are, stylish. these are them. These are not dance and stylish. Goes. So no offense to people that wear dance goes, but a little more stylish. Yeah. So go go try these out. Invest 15. It's going to save you 15%, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Maybe. Right. Based on the name, I'm guessing it's 15%. Yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that's what we worked out. But All right. Well, great episode for you guys. Enjoy. Welcome to the Investing RN Podcast. Today, we're joined by my previous co-worker, Alex Pastorkovich. I think I'm, is that, I'm saying that right? Yep, you nailed it. All right. So I worked with Alex at uh, UCLA in the ER there a few years back. Uh, since I left, sounds like you left too, and I've just been seeing you all over Instagram running 30 to 100 miles a week, doing 100-mile marathons. 
I see you started a, a superfood company and and a shoe company. So it looks like a lot going on ever since uh, we both left nursing. Uh, tell us a little bit first. First, tell us how you got into nursing, and then we'll kind of dive into where you're at now a little later. Yeah, for sure. So I kind of got into the whole medical field um, back in high school. We I grew up in like a tiny little town outside of uh, like Boston, Massachusetts. And they actually got to um, certify high school kids um, to be EMTs for the town, just like volunteer EMTs. So I, I joined this program, I think when I was like a junior in, in high school, became like a little EMT cadet. So it was literally just like our, our ambulance driver, like driving the, the ambulance. And then like four of us students back in like the rig doing all the uh, like BLS stuff. So that was like a, a really cool um, opportunity that I don't think a lot of people really get the chance to do. Um, so we got to like carry a pager during school and like run out of class and stuff whenever we'd go off. So he felt like awesome. He felt like a really cool kid. And I loved doing that. Um, and so it was kind of like kind of the next next step, I guess, whenever I got to college. Um, I kind of thought, you know, I thought I wanted to do med school. I think that's a lot of people's like next next step. You know, you think you want to do it and then quickly realized, you know, I wasn't huge on like all the chemistry and I was like, man, I don't want to go to school for eight plus years like after this. And and so I, I kind of talked to a bunch of people, um, kind of trying to figure out what else to do after that or what instead of that, you know, I had like my mom and like a couple other friends were like, hey, you should try nursing. Nursing's cool. And as, as a guy, I don't know if I if this is the right thing to say, but it was uh, I was like, man, I don't want to be a male nurse. All I had was like the meet the Fockers kind of uh, uh, appearance of it. And I was like, man, I don't want to be But I ended up meeting uh, one of my buddies. He had his, his like older brother was a nurse and he was really cool. And he told me stories about it and talked about the schedule. He talked about, um, you know, all the cool stuff they got to do as like actual nurses. Um, and so I was like, man, maybe this isn't so bad. So, um, I started taking classes, started working in uh, like an ER, um, when I was in back in nursing school. Um, and I, I ended up just actually like really, really liking it. Uh, and it was, it was so much better because I've never been a huge like school person. Um, and the great thing about nursing I found was like, you jump into like the, the nursing classes, like right away, like you're doing anatomy, you're doing like all the, like the pharmacology stuff. We just like got right into it. You're in the hospital. Like you're, I wasn't even like 20 years old yet, like popping lines in people. Um, so it, it was really, really cool. And um, I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was like kind of the right path for me over, you know, going through med school and taking organic chemistry and all those things. So that's what got me like super into it, I guess. All right. So I, I want to go back to the the whole EMT course in, in high school. That This is the first time I've ever heard of this. Like, how are you even introduced into that? I, that sounds like so cool. Like, I feel like there would be so many high school students that want to do that if they knew about it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I had never heard about it or I don't think it's a, a very common thing. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how they honestly got the like certifications to do that as a, as a town or what. But um, it was a yeah, I had seen a couple kids, like when I first got to high school, like running through the halls one day, like sprinting and loud beeping and everybody's like cheering, like, <laughs> um, and I was like, everybody's kind of like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. And so like, I, I kind of asked people and I was like, man, what are you like, what are these people doing? Um, and then that's when they, they told me they're like EMTs and whatever. And um, there wasn't a ton of kids at the time that were trying to get into it. 
I think because it was, um, I mean, you had to take, it was a couple hours. Uh, it was like three hours after school on Mondays and Wednesdays. So it was like an extra, you know, six hours a week of, of schooling, which I think in high school, not too many kids wanted to <laughs> really be a part of that. But no, it was that great. Ruled it was me like out. one to, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I don't want to take another three hours of class on like Mondays, Wednesdays. And then have to like study for exams and you have to do like practical things. And yeah, it was like, a, it was definitely a lot of work, especially on top of high school. So I think that ruled a lot of people out. That's, it's interesting because I think part of the reason we, we decided to do this is because we felt like people weren't getting introduced to opportunities and like financial learning early enough. But then we talked to somebody yesterday who had this awesome guidance counselor who uh, set her up to shadow a CRNA in what tenth grade, I think she said. And then now you're telling us about this EMT program. Like, okay, maybe we're just in the wrong areas because our school systems are not providing that. So it's 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 cool to hear that. Yeah, I honestly would have had no idea what what to do career wise if it wasn't for that. Like that was such a good like I don't know got me on the right track for sure. Um, and I affiliate it helped me like kind of. How old were you? I mean. 16 16 i guess oh wow and that's legal yeah i guess i had a license <laughs> but no i mean it, it got me on such like a good track too because i i think you you, you kind of grow up and mature quickly when you're like dealing with the health of you know other people so i'm super appreciative for for that experience and kind of like everything that it's it's led to and yeah like i said i, I think I, I grew up a lot quicker than some most of the other high school kids just for that alone. Had you looked into or had thought about the medical field or, I mean, you said you were thinking about being a doctor. Were you already thinking about being a doctor at that point or did you have other ideas or just no idea at all? No idea. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. It was kind of just like in high school, I was playing baseball, like just being a normal, normal kid, not really thinking. I was like, yeah, I want to go to college, but I literally had no even thought about what I would do at college. Um, and then this thing came along and I was like, hey, that sounds cool. Let me try it out. And then it just took off from there. That's cool. So then then you ended up in UCLA in Los Angeles. How'd you get out there? So I went to school in Texas, was working in a hospital in an ER out there as like a nurse extern, which I was also very thankful for having a, a program like that. So I had a uh, externship at this hospital and um, just kind of worked as like a... Um, mostly doing like tech duties. Um, so a lot of like EKGs and you know, helping people to the bathroom and things like that. But because I was like a nurse extern, um, they let me put in like IVs and drop labs on people. Um, as long as there was like a nurse in the room with me. Um, so I got a ton of great experience um, doing that too. Um, and working in like a, they're like a level two trauma center out in Texas. And so I knew I wanted to do ER they offered me a job at that hospital before I graduated, which was awesome. Um, and I had my dad like push me, telling me, "Hey, you, like take this job, take this job, take this job. Like you got to offer before you even graduated. Like that's unheard of. That's great. Go for it." Um, but I was like, "Man, I kind of want to just go out to California." I had a couple of friends um, that I went to school with uh, that lived out here, and uh, I went and visited over the summer. And I was like, "Man, California's cool." And I was like, I kind of want to try it. So I, uh, I basically just applied to all California, like um, hospitals, like Southern California, like Los Angeles, San Diego, Orange County, places like that. 
and kind of told the other hospital, like, hey, sorry, like, thanks for the opportunity, but I'm going to try to go to California and um, just kind of took a leap and hoped that something would come. Um, and then luckily, UCLA was one of the, one of the first places I got back to me and I think one of the only places. So I kind of got super lucky with that, but I definitely had to like kind of take a leap and just um, roll the dice a little bit on that one. So was this a full-time position or was this more of a travel assignment? Because I know Colin, weren't, weren't you there as a traveler? No, I was there full-time. And you were a new grad from what I remember when I started. Yeah. So that was the other thing. There weren't too many schools, at least out here, that had a, a new grad program and like in an ER too. Because I, I knew I didn't really want to do much floor stuff if I didn't have to. Um, so I I kind of put it all on, on all in black out here <laughs> and just went for it. And it ended up working out. So I'm some, again, super grateful for that. So are you still working as a nurse or have you been able to, um, yeah, what, what does your day look like now? Are you, are you working in the hospitals at all? I'm actually not working in a hospital at all anymore. So I can kind of tell you how that road or how I got to where I am now, I guess. Yeah. Tell, tell us the story of how you're able to, to escape or <laughs> leave the, the hospital. <laughs> Escape is a good word. Yeah. So, I mean, I ended up um, getting a new grad program at UCLA. I worked there for just about four years um, in the ER, which which was all great. Towards the end of COVID, um, you know, I just, I think everybody was like a little itching for something different or a little change. Or, you know, you get like these, everybody else is working from home. Everybody else is like, hey, what do I really want to do with my life type thing? And I had been working part-time. I kind of developed a passion for like health and wellness and fitness. And I was working part-time at this place called Next Health, which they were doing a bunch of like, uh, you know, more integrative medicine type stuff. So um, we were doing a lot of different, just like IV drips, a lot of like biomarker testing, um, you know, vitamin drips. We were doing like ozone therapy and like these NAD drips. And it was kind of cool. And it was kind of like um, cutting edge type medicine stuff and it was fun and i was like man let me just try to do this for a while see how i like it and see what opportunities come from it It was just like a a different side of nursing um whereas you know i was used to doing the you know the the emergency medicine stuff with the the western style medicine and this was a little bit more um you know it was like healthy people coming in doing this uh kind of voluntarily coming in and wanted to improve their health and i kind of resonated with that at the time. And so I was like, I'm going to dive in to do this full time. So I did that for a little bit. And then that's when I, I kind of, that was during COVID as well. Sorry, this is kind of long winded because there weren't a ton of people coming in. There's a lot of downtime. And so that's when I kind of started thinking about, Hey, like maybe I want to start my own business. And so that's when I kind of started this like superfood company with one of the girls I was working with there. Um, and we we're just kind of doing it on the side for a little bit. Then it ended up starting to bloom into this this bigger thing. And then I actually got to just kind of leave nursing altogether and dive all into that. So I don't know how deep you want me to go on, on each of those ways. And I don't want to talk forever about a certain thing. But yeah, no, I, I am a little bit curious because I've heard of all these, like you were mentioning, these NAD drips and all these other like very specific IV therapies. And I, I, more just me being curious, like what, what's the purpose of doing those? Like, what does it help and what does it treat? It's, it's mostly, they call it a, like a health optimization facility. So at least for like the NAD, um, NAD drips, and I haven't been there for a while. So 
might be a little rusty on my uh, my sales pitch here, but it, it was mostly for for wealthier people. Um, they come in and it's supposed to improve like your just your overall like mental. Um, your mental clarity, your cognition, you know, your the the speed at which you're thinking, and just overall like your energy levels. People would come in and say, you know, they just you feel really good. Like you don't need that cup of coffee in the morning. You wake up and you just feel, you know, energized and thinking a lot sharper than you usually do. There would be people that would come in for certain medical conditions, or you know, post COVID was a big one. Everybody had like that long COVID. Um, where you just kind of have that like brain fog and just like a little bit of like a haze to you and they come in and get like three of these drips and it's supposed to like vitalize all your mitochondria and get everything functioning a lot more um, efficiently. And so we would do things like that. And then ozone therapy was really, really cool as well. Um, and that was sort of one we would, you basically take out somebody's blood and you're spinning in this, um, this little egg and inject ozone into it, which is like the O3 molecule. Um, it's supposed to kind of like purify and clean the blood and take out any sort of like um, free radicals, things like that, and then you infuse it back into them. So just kind of like this blood purification process, I would take you know like an hour and a half. We do like eight passes of like coming out, inject ozone, go back in, take out ozone, go back in. So people who had like heavy metal toxicity or like mercury poisoning or mold toxicity or people are you know, in kind of like ailments, it was supposed to kind of uh, help them do that on a more natural level where it wasn't so much like medication and things like that. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's all, it seems a lot more healing than, than what we were doing in the ER, but, but yeah, it's a, yeah. like you said, it's, it sounds like a rich man's game. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely was not cheap. So, I mean, there, we were doing like stem yeah. cells and exosomes and, and things like that. And it was just, you know, like 10 grand a treatment, um, which is wow. like r- ridiculous. So it's it's definitely not uh, super accessible. Um, and, and definitely, I think LA is one place where, you know, it has its place for sure. Um, but it, it was cool to see a lot of the other things, um, you know, that, that we would do just more lower level of, you know, checking people's like vitamin nutrient levels or checking people's, I mean, even simple things like vitamin D, people's hormones, you know, seeing the differences there and, and where they're lacking and it kind of being able to just make these small changes or even lifestyle changes for them um, and see kind of the benefits from that, which is a, a lot different, I think, than I don't want to talk bad on, on either side, really, but the whole like Western medicine, like the hospital type stuff you know you're, you're treating sick people and you're making them less sick um here you were treating healthy people and making them healthier so it was that sick care versus health care type, type deal so it was kind of cool to have um I, I, a hand in both of those and kind of see both sides mm-hmm. and it would be wonderful to kind of like be able to to merge the two at, at some point because one one was very like reactive and one's proactive and, and so um, I, I definitely have a love for for both sides of those, um, but that's, I guess, uh, where one area of where like some frustration came in on on both ends. I would say, you know, they don't really talk to each other. No, they don't. So you're not. So you're not. You're out of the ER now. You're not doing that type of. You're not doing any nursing now. Is there anything that you miss from when you were doing nursing, like whether it was at the health center or at the uh, at the ER? For sure. Yeah. I mean, 
interacting with people every day um, is awesome. You meet a ton of different people. Just having that like human connection, you know, that that was awesome. And that's kind of what drew me to to nursing and healthcare and in general too is, you know, I, I never wanted to have the desk job. I never wanted to sit in an office or a cubicle or, you know, you're on your feet all day. You're doing things with your hands. You're helping people. You know, you're seeing like firsthand kind of like how you're, how what you're doing is, you know, helping them. So I, I, I miss that for sure. And the other thing that was great was um, just the nursing community, I guess, working with your coworkers. That's something I, I miss. And like still to this day, like we had such a group, great group of people in that ER um, and you kind of like develop a special bond with them, both because you're spending so much time together, but also because of like your, your, the teamwork that you need to have in a situation like that, where you're going through these like high stress environments and you're like literally trying to save somebody's life and you're doing that with somebody or you're doing something like really gross and disgusting with somebody. And like you're cleaning somebody up and it smells terrible and it's like all over the place. And you're looking at your buddy like across from you. And it's like, there's just like a connection there that I don't think you get with like most other careers. Um, I think probably like, military you have that with like fire police you probably have that medical you have that but beyond that you know there's it's like you have coworkers, but it, it's kind of that you don't have that that special bond and some of the the friends that i made in, in working that year like i still see them weekly and so it's it's definitely a good place for for community and making connections so you said you're completely out of nursing is what was your introduction in, into business? You said you started this, you were working in the uh, IV therapy area and then you started having some downtime, started thinking about doing, building a business. You mentioned it, it was in superfoods. What, what triggered you to start one in superfoods as opposed to anything else, I guess, like, in, and how did that look? I think it was just, um, I don't know. It came up that, that just randomly at the right time was on my mind kind of like, Hey, like it'd be really nice to like start my own business. Like, I don't know how to do that, but it would be nice to work for myself. Kind of have another source of income that it's like you're not having to work for it. It's just kind of like running itself. And so I was talking to one of the girls that I was working with and she was kind of like the same idea. And we were both into like health foods and superfoods and and things like that. And one day we were talking about this stuff, CMOS gel. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but we like briefly heard about it and talked about it. And it was it was like so hard to kind of like get a good source of it here in the States. Um, and she was like, I, she had heard about it and I'd heard about it. And the only place you can kind of get it was like on Etsy or like through some like dark web, like sketch person on like Instagram. It was kind of like, like drug dealers or whatever. Everybody was always like, Oh yeah, my guy's out. It was, it was very like underground. We're like, this is, it shouldn't be like this. And we're like, why don't we like try to make our own um, and make it like commercially available. Um, and so we just like randomly started trying to find like a, a source or like, messaging different people and we ended up started like importing our own. We found like a really clean source, importing our own, kind of making it ourselves in like uh, her kitchen and then um, started selling it on like a website, brought it to a real local like grocery f- chain out here um, called Airwan, it's like a health food chain. And then they were super into it. And so we started selling it to them and then, it just kind of uh, kind of took off from there, just super random. But it, it's 
for sure been a huge learning process because um, I don't know anything about business, right? I didn't at the time. You know, as, I think as as nurses, we're kind of it's we're really good at this like one thing and like you know everything about like the human body and like drugs and how those work. But beyond that, like I've never looked at spreadsheets. I don't know what any like financial stuff really means. Um, I wish I did because I would have been super helpful. But yeah, it was just figuring all that stuff out just every day. Googling stuff, asking people, you know, you have these business people sending emails with like acronyms and it has like its own language too, like medical, where it's like, I have no idea what this means. And it's just like not being afraid to kind of show that vulnerability and be like, hey, like, I don't know what this means. Like, can you explain that to me? <laughs> or like, what are you looking for? I have no idea. But it, it's definitely been cool and fun. I, I call it like a paid internship that I've been on for the past like three years. But it's been it's been great. It's been cool. That's definitely something me and Colin and Jennifer and, and my wife have figured out along the way. We've been investing in real estate for four years. As nurses and uh, healthcare professionals, we have been very struggling. It's it's been a huge challenge learning the business side of things. And yeah, yeah, we're optimists. Like we know everything is going to work out at some point. But there's been a lot of headaches that we didn't foresee when we oh, first sure. started. Yeah, and they continue to show up. They're they're never going away forever. Like right. a new one will show up tomorrow. You mentioned that you're starting this business and it replaced your salary as a nurse. Yeah. Kind of walk us through that. Like how, at what point did you realize like, Hey, maybe I don't need to do nursing anymore. And, and what kind of led up into that point? I started kind of doing that on the side um, for a little bit. And I actually left um, that IV place and I, I just started working at this like private medical concierge place for a little bit. Um, and it was more of like a, an office setting. Um, and so I, I kind of took that because it was a little bit more relaxed and not so much hands-on. So I had time to kind of do a little bit of, this is probably like terrible um, and you shouldn't do this to any employer. But I, I was kind of working there because I could kind of do both at the same time and kind of like handle the the email stuff um, and the business computer side of like starting a business while also doing some, uh, you know, office primary care type stuff. And I, I was doing that for about a year until things were kind of moving a lot, a lot better with the superfood side. And uh, it was kind of to a point where that was starting to need a lot more time and attention that I couldn't give it because of my day job. And so, although it definitely has not replaced my salary um, as a nurse yet, it was what was needed at the time if I was going to make that grow, that business grow more, I needed to put more time in. And so, it was another one of those kind of like dive into the unknown type things. And and so, I, I kind of left um, the day job as a nurse and started doing um, the business full time. Um, and then I, over the past year to two years, I've kind of slowly just taking out kind of whatever I need to cover the basic expenses um, of my living each month and and make sure like I'm, I'm covered um, while I can still put my full attention there. Um, so my, my salary up is very, very um, minimal, I would say, compared to where it was as a, as a nurse. But getting to do my own thing from home um, every day, which is which has been awesome. So... It was kind of to a point where it was like, if I'm going to make this work, I I have to kind of give up that security and kind of dive into this new thing and kind of start from the ground and work my way up again. 
So you, you said it didn't fully replace your nursing salary. Was it at least close or was this basically just a huge leap of faith? Like, I think this is going to be something big. I'm going to put whatever I need to to make it something big. Um, it's it's kind of been a leap of faith for sure. You know, um, I'm, I'm hoping to get back to sort of somewhat of that level before too. But um, just to give you, I guess, it's sort of an idea. It was, um, I don't know if we, how much numbers you guys want to talk, but, um, you know, you're making at least out in California, like over a hundred grand as, as a nurse with, with no, no problems, no overtime, nothing like that. And, you know, I, I don't I make about half that now, just being totally honest, but I know that it's going to be more of a longer term, you know, like fight and battle to kind of get back to that point. Um, but I know it's, it's kind of something that I didn't want to have regrets about. And it was something that was like, you know, if I felt like, not completely, but as a nurse, um, I sort of reached almost like a, a, a ceiling at where I would have been able to go to with the current like path that I was on. I didn't really want to go back to school. So this was like sort of my decision making was, you know, I was making good money. I was 26. Um, I had gotten a bunch of certifications, you know, making six figures. That was great. Um, but I was like, I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to be an MP. Um, I didn't like school and I didn't really want the extra, uh, liability in the, um, I don't know. It seemed like a lot of more of like paperwork and things like that. Um, so I knew I didn't want to do that. I didn't really want to go back to school to be a CRNA. Everything kind of led to like going back to school to do more schooling with nursing. So if I wanted to kind of like climb up a ladder and get into a higher pay grade. And so I kind of said, I, you know, I don't think that's going to be it for me. This has been great. And this has gotten me to where I am. But if I want to kind of jump to this next level, like I might have to go somewhere else and start from the bottom and, and work up. So I kind of felt like I had reached the top of that level and kind of went to the start of this new level where I have a lot higher of a, a potential to go to. Um, whether that's with this business or the next one or, or anything, but I kind of had to give up that security um, and kind of start from the ground and kind of climb my way back up and, and grind to to kind of get to this this new place, if you will. So that kind of brings two things to mind. Um, so I I opted for going back to school. I'm a CRNA now, and I, I I still practice. So the but the the income is higher, but I, I still fall into the same trap that you kind of were just talking about. Like I. I make money, I make good money, but I'm only making money depending on how much time I am at the hospital. Whereas building your business, you can build something that could pay you forever as opposed to just clocking in, clocking out. You're working your hourly wage. Doesn't matter what your hourly wage is, it stops as soon as you stop working. So that's kind of a, it's a trap that most people fall into and it's, it's motivating to see other people doing big things and realizing that early on. And then the second thing I was going to say is like you were able to take this leap away from nursing because you you knew that you could always fall back in, on nursing. And that's something that we were talking to somebody else about. Like nursing is such a great career because it's always there. Like it's never going away. There's always a, a massive amount of job openings for you just to hop right back into if you ever needed to or if for some reason your business didn't do as well as you thought it might do. So that, that's kind of a it's a powerful career to start in uh, and to build off of. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of it too depends just like the stage I'm at in my life too, where it's like, I, I have the flexibility to get like, I don't have a lot of, you know, I don't have a family. I don't have a lot of bills. I don't have a lot of things that I need to pay for. So 
it's like nursing is awesome um, because you can have that consistent amount. You can have that, you know, if you need to work overtime, you can put in a couple extra shifts and, and make that extra money. But like you said, it's like if you're, you're making as much as you're working. So if you're not working, you're not making. If you work a lot, you can make a lot. But I was like, I don't, don't want to work a lot either. <laughs> and some people are fine with that. Um, and some people want the stability. Some people want, um, you know, have things to pay for. And it's like, it's great for that. You have like great schedule. You can do your three days and be off for four, be off a whole week. But I was at a point where I'm like, man, it's still early enough and I don't have all this stuff. So let me, let me just try it and see if this works. But I always have it if I want to fall back on something or if things get a little tightened or take a travel assignment or pick up some like, uh, what do they call them? Everybody's striking, like registry. Um, you pick up some registry jobs or anything like that. Um, so it, it, it's there's always stuff there. And that's a, a great thing. I'll never let my license go. But like you said, it's it's nice to give something else a shot and just see what happens. We, we talked last about your journey into nursing, this amazing EMT program in high school that we've never heard of that got you into nursing. And then how you went from uh, level one, well, you went from Texas to, to LA, took a leap of faith, went to LA, got into the uh, new grad program at UCLA where I met you. And then from there, you went off and did a health, what, what were they called again? A health center, IV therapy? Yeah. Yeah. You call it therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Doing that. And then while you were there on the company's dime, you uh, you branched off and started a superfood company, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. Back, back to the, uh, it's funny because when you brought up the Texas thing, it, uh, it reminded me of the time I took you to the airport. So, so I was like always crazy about, we worked in the ER. So it's like anybody that's been in an ER or anywhere in the hospital knows how much bodily fluid of variety of a variety of things falls on the floor. So I was always like really crazy about taking my shoes off before I'd get in my truck. So Alex wanted to ride to the airport one day and I was like, dude, I'll give you a ride to the airport. Just take your shoes off. So he like takes his shoes off, hands them to me. And where are you? You're going back to Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, I was going to visit some some friends back there. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, you, you could ride, but you just got to take my sh- take your shoes off because I live close to the airport. So threw his shoes in the back of my truck, and we start driving, and like we're getting off the freeway, and it starts raining, and like <laughs> I'm not thinking anything about it because I'm going home. So I was just like, whatever. So drop him off at the airport. His shoes are all <laughs> soaked, and I didn't even realize like that was the only pairs of shoes pair of shoes you had for the whole weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going straight oh. back in in the scrubs, in in the shoes. Oh. Yeah, wet wet shoes the whole flight back. I felt so bad. Thanks for that. I know. I was like, but you should have just taken the Uber. At least <laughs> had dried shoes for the dried shoes. Yeah, <laughs> but at least you had a clean truck. Sorry, man. I uh, I did have a clean yeah. truck. Yeah, the passenger <laughs> side was pristine. So, <laughs> but that's uh, I don't know. I guess I guess everybody's got their own little things. That was that was definitely my thing with nursing was no shoes in the car post shift. So I would always change into sandals. But yeah, on the on the last the last half we talked about um, the superfood business. I, we'll get more into the business in a second, but you just did a hundred and something mile ultra marathon through how many countries? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, was, so it was one hundred and ten miles, and it goes through. It's kind of like the World Series of like trail running. Um, so you have to do a bunch of like qualifying races to get in, and it's a lottery system. So they draw names and. Whatnot. But you start in France and you run through um, the French, Italian, and Swiss Alps. And then you end back in uh, France. So it's like one big loop around this huge mountain called Mont Blanc. 
Um, so it's a huge event. There's like 2,300 people running it. Um, super cool. So everybody's like out in the street. You feel like a real athlete, like running down the, the street. Everybody's out there cheering. Um, and then I was out there for like 37 and a half hours, just, just running. No sleep. Just straight. And then you, you finish back. I guess my first question is that at what point during this race did you realize it was a huge mistake? <laughs> so this was this was actually my my third one, not doing the exact thing, but it's my third like hundred mile race. Oh my goodness! So I I kind of knew what I was I was getting myself in in for, but it's uh it, there's definitely a lot of high and, and low moments during that during that time period. So you kind of just have to to fight through the the lows knowing that the highs are coming um at some point hopefully <laughs> yeah wow what what type of training goes, is involved to to do something like that a lot of a lot of miles a lot of miles per week um man i think i only ever get up to running you know you do like one 30 miler 150 miler like um up to it and then because like past that it's like it's just gonna suck it's just gonna be hard <laughs> so it's like i don't want to like train and do too many of these so you do a couple like trailer runs longer ones during the upcoming months and then just hope that you're ready by the time it comes i remember when you did it like you were posting stuff and i was like oh man this fool's about to be blowing up social media with this stuff and then you went silent for like two days i think afterwards and i was like oh no like what happened to him? And then the next thing was like a picture of your feet. Even after it was over, I was like, I was like expecting like Instagram to like blow up. And I was just like, well, is he all right? Like what happened? So how was that afterwards? It's, um, yeah, it's brutal. Cause then, you know, I mean, I didn't sleep for, you know, two and a half, three days almost. Um, so it's sleeping and it's like uncomfortable sleep and you sleep for like two, three hours at a time. You feel like your legs pounding and stuff, and um, just and then just eating and just like not having the energy to really like do a whole lot of things. But uh, this one we were actually out in Europe, and so we had planned this like whole like Italy trip after. So we were all out walking, you know, twenty thousand steps a day. Like the next the next day, and I got my feet are like this wide, <laughs> why is my head swollen? And every time we're taking a break, I'm like propping them up and letting them drain out. It's a great experience, and it's it's another one of those like I know we we briefly talked about kind of like jumping into the unknown and just like trying something. Um, this this was a, a huge one for me too. Or like I I've always hated running, never was a runner, and then during COVID, it was like gym shut down, and I had a couple of buddies that we worked with, Cal and CJ, and they started getting into running. And they're like, hey, let's do this hundred mile race, and I was like, that's crazy, but sure i'm in <laughs> and and so I, I started training for it and um ended up actually really enjoying like the process and i still don't really like running to be honest with you but it's uh it's one of those things that's just like a, a mental test and uh, you, you build up this endurance physically and mentally that i think translates into a lot of other areas in life knowing that there's you know there's always a finish line at the end and it's, it's going to, a lot of the journey is going to suck and it's going to be hard getting there. But once you get to the end, it's like, oh, so worth it. And you just feel so accomplished. So I think I've, I've carried that into a lot of different areas of life, especially with this business stuff too, um, where it's like, man, I have no idea where I'm going. I have, I know it's going to be really hard. I have no idea what I'm doing most of the time, 
but I know there's like a finish line there and I have the confidence in myself that I can get myself there. And so just, just having like that, that confidence and yeah, that you'll make it to the end somehow. <laughs> so I see on your Instagram and everything that you, you started your own shoe company. Did that come before or after you started running or was that, yeah. Where did that kind of come into play? I honestly cannot tell you the timeline on that. I think it was, I think it was after the running, but similar story as the, as the superfoods too, where it was like, um, one of my buddies just randomly messaged me. I, I think I had worked with him like once or twice. Um, and we'd stay connected just on Instagram. I had only seen him in person one time, I think before that, but I tried to do like some health coaching stuff for a little bit. And then I was, you know, I was changing jobs and I was into fitness. I thought about being like a personal trainer for a little bit. And he had kind of been doing the same thing, you know, and he was like, Hey man, I feel like we're both nurses. His name's Lofton. He was like, Hey, I feel like we're, we're both nurses. We're both into like this health fitness thing. It seems like we don't really know what we want to do, but we don't want to do what we're doing right now. Um, he's like, would you want to like, try to do something with me? Like try to start some sort of business. And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. And so we were like spitballing ideas back and forth for a couple of weeks and talking about different products or different services that we could try to do. And basically landed on the idea that like as healthcare workers, we don't really have anything going back to your comment, Colin, anything like for our feet like our the shoes suck it's such a nasty dirty place and um you know you get i'm i was we're always wearing my nikes getting urine and blood and whatever soaked in the mesh so it was either you wear like your nikes or your running shoes or you wear those dance go clogs which i was like i'm never wearing those <laughs> like those like and sorry to anybody who who does wear them i hear they're very comfortable but I was like, I'm, I'm not putting my feet in those. <laughs> I can't do it. And so we're like, man, there should be, uh, you know, we want to make a shoe that's like, people want to wear, it's cool, it's comfortable, but it's also like antimicrobial, like fluid resistant. So whatever gets on it, not a big deal, but it doesn't look like a plastic shiny clog. So landed on this idea, we're going to make these cool healthcare shoes. But then it's like, where do you start? I have no idea how to create a shoe. Um, so we're literally just like Googling it and ended up going on this site called Upwork where we found this uh, designer, shoe designer guy. And we started like throwing ideas back and forth for months. And he's doing like little drawings. And we're like, ah, we want to do it like this. And so we're sending screenshots like, oh, we like this part of the shoe and this part of this one. And we eventually um, land on this design and we're like, okay, cool. We really like these. We found some fabric that we liked. And, but then it's like, okay, how do we get them made? Like, I don't know why I like make a shoe or take it to a factory and say, Hey, can you make this? Um, so luckily we were able to kind of, our designer had worked with a factory previously. So he kind of connected us with them. And then we talked with that factory, sent them that, the designs. And then it was a couple months of just back and forth with them making samples, us trying them being like, Oh, this part isn't great. Or can we make this part more comfortable? So that process went back and forth and it was probably a year and a half um, of just like designing and going back and forth with different samples and things like that. I mean, you finally get like the finished product in your hands and it feels so great. It's like a dream come true. Um, Cause it's this just thing that you've been, you know, working towards and it's just been an idea for so long and now you have it in your hand and it's, it's crazy. And then you go to the next part and you're like, okay, like, 
How do we get the money to make thousands of these? Where do we store them? Where do we ship them? How do we do this like marketing thing? So it's like all these things that you just have to to kind of figure out on your own or find people who have done things previously, but everything's out there and there's always somebody that knows something that you can ask um, and you just learn everything as you go. So, I mean, my, my day now consists of like with doing both of these things or simultaneously, it's like I'm talking to you know people about fabrics and like nutrition labels and uh, you know like the bottle sizes and the um, like the outsole molds for these shoes and you're talking about like you're making Facebook ads, but at the same time you're running like Google SEO and you're creating spreadsheets with like profit and loss statements and there's all these so many things going on at once. It's it's crazy. And uh, I had no idea what any of these were, you know, two years ago. All I knew was like dextrose is good for, <laughs> you know, this thing. So it's it's crazy to see like where, where you can go with just like a little bit of, uh, I don't know, confidence in yourself and just like just knowing that like you don't have to know everything before you get started on something like you just get the ball rolling and then you figure out as you go. Um, but the hardest thing is like getting started and getting it out there and knowing like, I'm not going to know anything, but I know that I want to at least start. And I, I, I know I want to do this. So just starting there and uh, figuring the rest out as you go. Yeah. Me, me and Colin, we just, <clears throat> we were at a, uh, a conference down in Vegas, uh, WealthCon. And that was one of the big takeaways is one of the speakers, one of the keynote speakers, she was up there saying, um, they start before you're ready. Like nobody will ever be ready. Just get started and you'll, you'll be ready before, or it'll, the process will prepare you. So what, what does your shoe company look like now? Are you selling like massive amounts of shoes, shoes every day? Um, how are you, how are you marketing to people? Um, yeah, what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, we're still trying to figure out nine, nine lay apartment. I'll tell you that much. Um, it's uh yeah I mean we're still trying to figure everything out we we basically just started shipping those those shoes out uh in, in like June so just like a couple months ago um it's been like a, a long process for sure um but we have like a fulfillment center now and they like kind of spread our inventory out like across the country so we have a couple different centers that they store stuff um across the U.S. and and they do all like the the packaging and shipping and stuff for us um but we sell just just through like the website right now. And we're, we're trying to kind of see where else to go with it, but we're, it's very early stages and sold like a couple thousand pairs so far. So not, not anything crazy, but um, yeah, I'm still waiting to kind of see my first pair out in the wild and uh, see what's up to whoever's wearing it. But uh, I'm, I'm sure that they will come at one, at one point, but it's been cool. Yeah. So did you, cause you, you mentioned that this uh, Lofton guy, your business partner was just kind of more of an acquaintance, not a close friend or anything. And actually, even even the other person with the uh, superfoods was also maybe you knew him a little better. But um, what I was going to say is like or ask is going into business with somebody like this because you know Josh and I are brother in laws, so we already knew each other pretty well before we started business. And a lot of people advise against going into business with family. We've definitely had our ups and downs, but overall it's been great. But with a stranger, did you go talk to a lawyer? Did you like come up with an operating agreement or how did you guys kind of form the business to account for some of the things that might come up in the future? 
Yeah. I mean, I think that I've been super lucky with kind of who I've chosen to do these things with because both of them, like you said, like I, I didn't really know all that well beforehand. Um, but I guess having trusted them and kind of establishing that um, kind of before we even kind of get started. But yeah, we started in an LLC. So we had some just like basic documents um, drafted up sort of at the beginning. Um, and then I, I think the rest is just kind of um, communicating and, and being open with each other. And, um, you know, knowing that like Ted talks like sort of early on about our vision was for like the, the whole process, the whole company. Like if this happens, kind of like, what would you want to do um, tech deal? So whether that's, you know, like eventually like selling something off at some point or like, what are you trying to like do this for? Like, what is the purpose? Like, do you want to just like to keep it and hold on to it forever? And like, this is our baby and we're going to just like see it all the way to wherever it goes or, or what? So like kind of getting on the same page about your goal for the business long-term, I think is huge. Um, that way you don't have those like disagreements, huge ones later. Um, if somebody wants out or somebody, you know, something happens. Um, so I think establishing that those kinds of things early and then obviously, you know, having documents to kind of, I guess, put it in writing is definitely good. Are you, are you guys equal in both your businesses? Are you equal 50, 50 partners or is one both 50, 50? Yeah. Both of them, both of them are just 50, 50. And I, I think it's, it's kind of having the flexibility and understanding um, and just uh, and grace with each other as well. So I know that, when I was sort of still working as a nurse and I was kind of half in on Akasha, the superfood company, um, my partner, Anna, she was like full-time into it. And so she was probably full-time working only on that for like six months while I was still nursing, making an income, um, kind of like building up some savings. And so I could eventually um, leave nursing um, and go full-time into that. So she had um, quite a, quite a bit of time where she was all in and I wasn't. And she had like total grace with me and was like, I understand, like you do your thing, whatever, we'll, we'll catch up later on. And so now I, I kind of have like that, that same position with my buddy Lofton, who, you know, I'm in on, on uni, the shoe company, like full time now, you know, I'm at home, I'm doing all this stuff during the day and he's still working his nursing job trying to get him out eventually there too. So it's kind of, I, I assume I'm not married, but I assume it's, it's sort of as similar as a marriage where, you know, and not everything is going to be hundred percent or like 50, 50 every time. Like not everything is going to be like, Oh, I did this much. You did this much. You put in these many hours. I put in those many hours. It's like kind of figuring out, like I do all the stuff that needs to be done like during the day, communicating with people during the day. And then he answers a lot of the stuff like that can be done sort of whenever, like the social media, the customer service, like all these like other little things that don't have to be done during a certain time period. He'll do those. I'll do the stuff that's during this period. So it's not this, this measure of like, I'm putting in this many hours or I'm putting in this much time or money or whatever it is. Um, but just realizing that I'm putting in as much as I can and he's putting in as much as he can and we're good with that for now. Um, so I think just having overall grace with each other and kind of an understanding that, um, you know, nobody's keeping score type deal. Yeah. I think that's a huge, yeah, that's something huge. And that's great that you've already figured that out because that's, that's a big reason why, why businesses don't st or partners don't stay together forever. And 
Well, even I was going to say, even for us, like that's a lot of the stuff that you're doing up front and that you should do up front. We didn't do early enough and, and it did cause some miscommunications and conflict that, you know, obviously we were able to resolve, but had we just had that foundation set from the beginning, it would have been great. And I'll probably butcher this, but I heard somebody say recently, it was like, like in a marriage, which is the same as business. Like you said, it's like, if you're each only bringing 50%, when somebody's like only doing like 20, then you're only at 70%. But if you're both bringing a hundred, then like when the other person's only bringing 50, you guys are still well over a hundred percent. You can kind of keep each other going. So it is important. And, uh, from a married person, it is, I, I do feel like I'm married to Josh as well as his sister, <laughs> but it's all good stuff. It's, it's, it's definitely worth it. But, uh, but yeah, um, go ahead, Josh. I think we're going to jump into our, uh, final four here. We're going to go into our final segment where we ask everybody the same four questions, call it the final four. Uh, so what is a top financial resource you found for nurses, whether it's a book, podcast, newsletter, any, any resource that is specific to financial literacy that nurses can use? Man, that's a good one. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say this this podcast would probably be great. I honestly I feel like I didn't really have I didn't really have one uh for the longest time. So I think finding one for anybody who I mean, and obviously whoever's listening to this is is from you guys and so they obviously care about that. But I didn't really have uh, a a financial resource. The only person I had was um one of my preceptors when I when I first started and I'm super thankful for her cuz she gave me a lot of financial advice as soon as I started um, and about like saving and 401ks and things like that. But as, as far as like a resource, man, I, I honestly don't, don't have one. Um, and I wish I did. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing this. Were you learning the business stuff on YouTube? Uh, YouTube, Google. Yeah. And, and just asking around, I guess the old, old style. One that kind of, Actually, one that gave me a little more confidence. Um, it's not really uh, so much on for nurses, but um, I listened to the show or his podcast, How I Built This. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. Um, it's uh, an NPR podcast. It's on like Apple and everything. But it's just about f- founders and how they're building businesses and, and companies. And, and it, it's good because you hear all of their pitfalls and all their um, you know, uncertainties and all the mistakes that they made. And it, it kind of gave me confidence to be like, Oh, so I don't really have to have it all figured out. It's fine. None of these people did. That that definitely counts. So now that you're down the road a bit here and started these couple businesses, is there something you would tell yourself as a new grad now? No, I, I, I don't have a single, I don't, I don't have a single regret. You know, everything that I didn't, to kind of get to where I am now, I, I wouldn't change anything about it. The only thing I, I might tell myself is just to, um, you know, maybe build up a, a little bit more savings um, in case you want to do something crazy later on, <laughs> like uh, quit your job and try to start a couple of companies. <laughs> Give yourself a little bit yeah. more of a, a little safety net. But other than that, no, I, I'm i I'm super glad that I, I started as a nurse and I, I, I did everything that I did and I think it's all had a, a huge uh, play in kind of where I am now. All right. And we'll go to the third question. Yeah. So what's your big goal for the next 12 months and what can we do to help you get there? Big goal. 
I have some more like specific goals on like getting into certain retailers and things like that. Um, but I think getting back to like a, a salary that was, that I was at previously would be great. And that's just to give it a little more financial flexibility, a little more flexibility to dabble in some other areas of investing, like potentially real estate or something like that. <clears throat> and so in order to get there, it's just growing probably the, the footwork company for you guys. If you want to uh, share uni with all of your uh, nursing people, that would be great. And so just just growing that that side of things and so I'm able to, to take a salary from that company. Yeah, and we'll definitely, uh, at the end here, we'll grab all your info so people can find you and we'll definitely link the uh, superfoods and the shoes and all that. So the last question would just be, um, be being that we're our, it's the Investing RN podcast that's for registered nurse, but also uh, more importantly, it's right now. So what is one thing you would tell somebody that was in your position a couple of years ago? What's one thing they could do right now to kind of change their outlook? If they have any interest in doing something outside of nursing, whether that's real estate investing, starting your own company, just start it. Just do it. And nursing is probably the greatest career to have alongside of that because you have the flexible hours and you have a good income um, where you can pick up extra shifts if you need a little extra money to funnel in there or if you need to scale back because you need more time on your side gig. Just do it, though. Don't be scared. Um, or you can be scared, but that's fine. But you'll figure it out. And just start now. And you don't have to have anything figured out. All right. Where where can people find you? This is your place to plug all your all your businesses and all your social thing. <laughs> so I mean, I guess my Instagram is Alex Pastorkovich, just my full name. I'm sure you'll plug it. It's it's too long. I don't even want to spell it, but um, and then the uh, the shoe company is Wear Uni. So W-E-A-R dot U-N-I company's called uni and then um the superfoods is akasha superfoods so at akasha superfoods and and all that you can order online everything can order online yep right on the website so cool or or if you're in la i, I don't know is air one anywhere else or is it just in LA? just la for now but we'll we'll be getting to a bunch of new new stores and upcoming so it'll be everywhere hopefully cool Great. Well, we look forward to finding it. So, uh, yeah, thanks. And uh, it's been awesome talking to you. And we we, uh, we will link everything in the bio so you can find the superfood, the shoes, and, and rock the uh, uni. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Investing RN. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to share this episode with one other person and follow us on Instagram at investingrn.co if you have any other questions or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Your input is super valuable and we love hearing from our listeners. Until next time, remember, your financial well-being is a journey and we're here to guide you every step of the way. Keep investing in yourself and your future.